This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. What's up, lady? Welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray, and this is episode number 47 with Kirsten Kenward. If you have ever struggled with dieting or body image, maybe overtraining or punishing your body in the gym to try to look a certain way, or maybe you've been noticing some of those not so great thoughts and feelings about comparing your body to other women on social media, if any of those things have ever been your experience or they cross your mind on the regular, wherever you are at with that, you are going to love this conversation. And maybe even if you these things have never crossed your mind, you're probably going to love this conversation. So this podcast, as always, is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, our online and offline community for ambitious women, that's you, where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you know you want. If you dig our vibe here and you want to expand on the conversation, you can join us in our free online Facebook community called The Lady Posse. The link to do that is in the show notes, or you can just search us out on Facebook and we will add you in. And we hear all the time, pretty much weekly, how unique and inviting and just amazing our Facebook community really is. So I do a ton of exclusive content in there. There's all kinds of cool conversations going on. And the amazing ladies we have on the show are often playing in there and ready to answer your questions and connect with you after the show. So for the show notes of this episode, anytime, you can simply go to weareladyalpha.com forward slash 47 radio. So if you're on iTunes and you want to know where all the links are and how to get in contact with Chris and all that kind of stuff or me or whatever, um, that's definitely the place to be. And if you're on iTunes, why don't you just share this episode with somebody or leave a little review? You know, you like to hook people up with the goods. Um, for those of you that don't know Kirsten, she is a self-proclaimed curiosity chaser, a forever student of life. She has worked in the fitness industry around Vancouver as a personal trainer for the past six years and is currently pursuing a life life coaching certification. And through her own struggle with anorexia and binge eating disorder, as well as her time working with clients in fitness, she has witnessed the need for increased social awareness around mental and emotional health, specifically in body image and self-concept. So this was a really interesting and relatable conversation. We really went deep on this one. And Kirsten is one of my fave ladies by far. And she is starting some really big, beautiful conversations in the world. So I know you're going to absolutely love her and this conversation. So let's get into it. Welcome to Lady Talk Radio. Kirsten, I'm so excited to have you on the show. So excited to be here. I know that I know we've been talking about this for a little while too. So it kind of even makes it more special that we get to finally have this deep dive combo together and um, just share more of like what you're about and who you are and some of the beautiful things you're creating in the world. So I'm super honored to have you on. Thank you. I'm so glad to be on. The, I love the podcast. So um, I just love like the the intuitive conversations you get into with people. I just get so much value from every one that I listen to. So I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Listener on the show. Love that. Yeah. So good. So good. So I know you've got some beautiful things going on right now. Why don't you give us a little snapshot of your daily life at the moment? What's been going on? Yeah, so lots. Um, I find I've been in a period of transition for quite a while now, which is a good thing, just constantly growing. But I am a personal trainer. I've been training people for around six years now. Um, so I was certified in 2013 after I finished university. Um, throughout that journey, I've come to 
the conclusion that I'm very much more interested in the mental processes that go on for people with their physical training and the amount that I see people wanting to change their bodies um, in a physical way where it would be much more beneficial for them to work on the, the mental and emotional to create some real change and the limiting beliefs they have um, very much is of interest. So I'm kind of, I am moving more into the life coaching space in that way. Um, and also working that into my personal training as well, which has evolved over the years. So doing a lot more um, personal training with people of all sizes, body positivity weaved in there. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of morphing and expanding in that way day by day. Um, I'm also doing some volunteering for the Looking Glass Foundation, which is really close to my heart. It's based in Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love how you've been blending those two, like getting to witness that. Because I know kind of just in my past and like going to personal trainers and getting into that, the physical world and everything, I really noticed that really high level focus on like the look of it, the aesthetic of like what our body was looking like. And I love that you're bringing a whole new conversation. I think it's so refreshing. And I love the stuff that you post on Instagram and social media and stuff. It's super thought provoking and really has us take a deeper look. So I really appreciate that. Um, why is this so near and dear to your heart? Like what were some experiences in your life that led you to this passion and, and purpose? Yeah, thanks for asking that. Um, I struggled with an eating disorder for many, many years, which kind of morphed from all the different types. Um, definitely wasn't straight across the boards. When I was in high school, I started struggling with anorexia as of a traumatic experience that I had gone through. Um, so that kind of spiraled out of control very quickly. And before I knew it, I was on a trajectory for a life that I didn't even know was happening. Um, I look back on it and I honestly don't remember a lot of it. Um, so that that's a bit frustrating to me sometimes. And that drives a lot of what I do now because I don't want people to struggle in the way that I did. Um, I was just so confused about exactly what I wanted out of life. And so I kind of grasped onto the fact that I could control the way that I looked which would then control, I thought, how people viewed me. And so I became the shell of the human that I was before. So once I somewhat started to realize that, I was able to work my way out, but it was definitely not a linear path. There was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of harmful behavior to myself and others. And yeah, like I said, it, it just morphed. So um, that really brought me to wanting to help other people. And I was obviously drawn to physicality and working out um, as part of my eating disorder. So it didn't start off in the, with the best intentions in mind, but I did know that I wanted to help others who were struggling. And so from that, it's become what it is now which yeah. is very interesting to look back on the whole. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, I love hearing that. I always love hearing those like origin stories and how things really came to be, you know, and I can imagine the, the, the struggle, right? Like eating disorders are no joke and they're huge in the world right now. What's your yeah. take on, on that? Like there's just, it's so much, you know, there's, there's new conversations emerging about it, but there's so much of it even being perpetuated in like how we're being advertised towards and all of these different kinds of things that are going on in the world. What do you think are, um, some of the big pieces that you would love to see shift? 
Yeah, big question. Um, yeah, and I'll start totally. off. <laughs> You'll get I'll used start. to my big questions. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably continue on with this over the whole podcast, yeah. but definitely something that's very interesting to me. Um, I, yeah, I started off, um, I just lost my train of thought. Oh yeah. Okay. So when I, when I tell my story, like I just did, I often will get people being like, yeah, yeah. Like a very similar story to me. Yeah. We don't hear a lot about people's struggles with that. And for myself, I kept it very, very well hidden for a really long time or, or what I thought was hidden because once I wasn't physically, I'm doing quotations physically Mm -hmm. sick anymore um people just thought that they could stop worrying about me right because I looked healthy from the outside but that was when I was probably the most sick because then it turns from a strictly physical problem to a more mental issue that can be completely insidious for years on um so I think that is the the biggest issue is that eating disorders are not looked at as a mental health issue for the most part. And they're so widespread mm-hmm. and misunderstood and not talked about. And so that's my my journey is to really start to create a dialogue around that it's not a weird thing for you to be struggling with this. There's a lot of people who are on the same path as you. Yeah, yeah, big time. And there's a lot of gradients in there, which I love that you've been speaking to more. I saw one of your articles recently around disordered eating, and it really had me over the past few years. I actually had no idea that um, previous to this time in my life, I had actually had disordered eating as a part of my sort of way of being. And because it's it was so common and it was it's a big conversation in the health industry, even we see a lot of people very obsessive about foods. Um, and obviously, it's not about the food, but we you know, we can talk more about that as well. But yeah. it really kind of brought that awareness that sometimes we think about this in just these these severe cases, like, oh, somebody has anorexia or it's bulimia, but there's a lot of gradients in here. And I love that you're speaking to that more and opening up that conversation. Um, do you want to jam on disordered eating for a second? Because it's such a big topic and mm. there's just so much to say, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think orthorexia has become a term that is... Um, is well explains what you're just saying with a yeah. lot of the gradients because orthorexia in a menial definition, um, basically obsession with clean eating and mm-hmm. what you're putting into your body. So that can also be considered what like Fitzbo might be people just so much controlling what they're doing with their exercise and their, um, their eating habits that it becomes obsessive and, that's tough because it can be looked at and it is praised in our society a lot of the time. So that's a really hard one to break away from, I find, Mm. and that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like some fine lines in there. You know what I mean? Some very fine lines where it's, yeah, yeah, it, it crosses over. Where do you think that crossover takes place? it's different for everyone. Like it really, some people can go on for years and be fine and like do the keto diets and, and whatever else and, and be totally fine with it. Stop and, and listen to their body. But I think a lot of the disconnection that we have with ourselves is where the problem comes into play. So if you're doing these diets or exercising and not listening to what your body's saying, but doing it out of the should mentality, the problem starts but you really need to be able to connect with with yourself and with your unique needs to be able to figure out when that has become obsessive for you and when it's 
taking away from you being able to enjoy and connect and just get basically all the good things out of life. Yeah. Yeah. Eating disorders are basically inspiration suckers. Like Mm. they take the passion out of everything that you do. And so if you're listening to this and connecting with that, it's not a bad thing. Like you should just be, that should be a call to just be more aware, be a light bulb moment to say, Oh, this, this is happening to me right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love where you're pointing with that too. Cause yeah, it is different for everybody. And we, we have awareness, even when we're like in the entrapment of our own stuff, it's like, we have those glimpses of awareness of noticing like, this does not feel good. Doesn't feel good. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And the, the feeling of goodness, that means that is also different for everyone. But yeah. when the anxiety and the fear, like we know when we aren't feeling our best. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you said the should conversation, like it's that difference between have to and want to, like, yeah. you know, totally get that. Yeah. I went through a, a pretty large stint there in my kind of early mid twenties where I was like, no, I have to eat this way. And I was like obsessive about cleansing and green juicing and all of this kinds of stuff. And from the outside looking in, many people would have thought that that looked very healthy and I was praised for that a lot. And it, for me, I actually felt incredibly restricted and yeah. very like actually disconnected from, you know, my health, my body, my expression of that. And so I think there's some, you know, there's some fine lines in there. And so when we talk about disordered eating, maybe somebody who's listening to this is going, wow, I kind of am seeing some of these patterns in my own life. What would you say is one of the the steps or things that they can start to action as they move away from that and start to get curious about it? Yeah, well, getting curious is exactly what I was going to say. So getting curious, asking yourself questions. Um, these are the base level. Like if, if you are really struggling, I would say reach out for help. There's a lot of resources that you can you can use, whether it's life coaching, if you feel like the dietitian route, the naturopathic um, counseling, there's a ton of different options that you can, you can look into. And, and now that Google, the Google machine will give you <laughs> a lot of options. I remember when I was really struggling, I looked on Google for like eating disorder help and all that came up was like personal trainers. It just, wow, it's moved a lot. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty dark time looking back on that. Cause there's just like, I felt so alone. So the, the whole social media and like us being more connected through the internet does have benefits as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think just really um, be getting quiet, learning to get quiet with yourself is a huge thing. That's been really helpful for me because I felt so disconnected on a primal level from my body mm. and who I was as a human. And so being able to, actually feel safe enough in your body to listen to what's going on in your head. Um, And that can come in many different forms as well. And often yoga classes and things like that. It's a, it's a process um, and can be also facilitated if you don't feel safe sitting with your thoughts yet. Yeah. But I think unfortunately the answer is just to slow down and listen to what's going on within you. (laughs) It's like, that's, it seems like, a very simple thing, but it's actually so difficult. Yeah. Definitely doable, yeah. But, but requires a lot of patience with yourself and, yeah. and compassion. Yeah. Patience and compassion. Huge. 
huge. And also defining what healthy means to you, mm. because it, there there's not a broad definition of what health is. Mm-hmm. A lot of our culture is very fat phobic, and that's just a thing that we have to take into consideration because all of our bodies don't necessarily fit to the standards of what health seems to be in our culture. Yeah. We're learning to define exactly what that means for you and basing it more on the feelings that you're feeling in your body rather than how your body appears. Yeah. Or the number on the scale or yeah, that's huge. Oh, I love that you just said that like redefining what healthy means for you. Yeah. Like really? Cause it's, you know, sometimes I think we're chasing this whole idea of like what health is, but like, what if it was actually, you know, being deeply connected to ourselves or what if and it being was present in what health means to you in the moment? Yeah, that totally. That is exactly it. You're running literally a lot of the time yeah. after a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. It defeats the purpose of it in general. So yeah. Yeah, using running as an example, like a lot of people, it almost seems like they're running to run from themselves or as like, I've, I've started running again, because I did that for a long time. I've started literally running again and being able to enjoy the moment where I'm running and, and like, yes, maybe go a little bit slower, but actually like take in what's going on while I'm doing it. So that's a good metaphor, I think. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's just to what I'm really hearing is it's like the difference between like punishing our body and trying to force ourselves to do something to get somewhere wherever that where is versus like getting to move and celebrate and and actually like allow our body and celebrate like the fact that we can move and we can feed ourselves nourishing foods and we can make these choices from a place that feels really good. Like yeah. when you're training with people now um because I know like I'm just riffing on this here for a moment. I know for me, when I used to work with personal trainers and I was really high level physical focused, that Mm -hmm. there was a, there was like that kind of mentality of like, like fixing and and getting somewhere when you train people. And when you personally uh, train now, where do you notice you're actually training from? Like what's different? Mm, Good question. Um, yeah, I felt really misaligned with personal training for a lot of years. And I didn't enjoy it (laughs) for like the first four years of my training. Mm -hmm. That was, that came out of me living from myself out of the shoulds. Yeah. Um, And the idea that people wanted a personal trainer who was ripped or did bikini competitions or that kind of thing. Um, Since I've started to really be able to slow down and listen to the kind of training styles that I actually enjoy, I found a clientele that that really do appreciate that as well, because it's not the typical, um, I'm going to push you as hard as I can and make the workouts really confusing and and like kind of um, cookie cutter template for each client. I think it's really important to listen to to each client's needs and and like if they're really struggling that day like maybe just do a stretch day. Like it's not always about pushing to the absolute limit. And so that's been really helpful for me and it allows you to connect with your clients as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Cuz it's just not it's not all black and white. We don't just like need to some some days I can definitely say that trying to force myself to do a workout would just be more, it's just more constriction 
Versus yeah. And like, you can only know that if you're really connected to yourself. Like mm-hmm. I still struggle with that because, um, I, I bring out stress through exercise. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm feeling stressed, but also really tired, I have to be really careful <laughs> about whether I do go for a workout or not. Um, and it still does play in my head, like the, especially when it's tied in with food, like mm-hmm. to be able to like earn your food kind of, yeah. kind of thing through exercise. Yeah. So exactly what you're saying, like it, you just have to be really in touch with what you need that day. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes a personal trainer can be a really good resource for that. If they are connected with, with your limitations as well, mm-hmm. to say, if you need the day off, like we can reschedule or we can just take it easy today. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I love that. It's just really refreshing to hear that too. You know, it's just a different mentality, right? Like, I think a lot of us can associate personal training with like, go, go, go. Okay. Three more, you know? Yeah. Like, and just and it is of, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's not like the image of like Terry Crews yelling at like a bunch of, a right. bunch of people to like, do more, do more push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. What have you noticed has been so significant for you recently on this journey? Like what really supports you? Hmm. Yeah, I think I just need to come back to the getting quiet. Yeah. Learning how to breathe. Um, I listened to a podcast the other day. I think it was Jay Shetty. Um, He has been popping up for me a lot lately. I think he's blowing up on the internet right now. He's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. He was basically talking about how the school system is backwards. And and that's a whole nother (laughs) nother conversation. Um, But we should be learning just at the base level how to breathe. Mm. Because that's really the only thing in our lives that's a consistent throughout that we need to breathe to live. And a lot of us, and I see this in a lot of my clients too, breathe very shallowly. And over a lot of years, that really does affect not only like your physical, like your abdominals, and but like your brain's ability to get enough oxygen. Mm-hmm. And so to really learn how to sit down and like take deep belly breaths and slow down and calm yourself, because a lot of us too struggle with anxiety and panic attacks. Like I know, I know I have. So learning how to cultivate that skill. Mm-hmm is important. Just even as you said that, I started taking some deeper breaths. I'm like, uh, sometimes it's just a reminder, you know, we're human. We've got so many things on our mind. We're like, you know, going through life, trying to do the best we can. And oftentimes it's like the most base fundamental thing that breathing often gets stepped over. Yeah. You know, and I noticed that if, if I'm feeling, somebody said this to me recently and I've been trying to figure out who it was, like the relationship we have to our breath is the relationship we have to spirit. It's like, if we're mm-hmm. finding ourselves like in that kind of shallow breathing, it's like, a, it's almost like an act of distrust, like feeling like we can't settle into the moment. Um, yeah. So ladies listening, just let's take a couple deep breaths right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. And I think it's our responsibility to teach the next generation that as well. Yes. Yeah. Because no one else is so mm. that's been such a, a positive tool for me. Um yeah, I, I went my brain went off somewhere there thinking about an like an allegory between how your breathing speeds up when you're exercising and how like that's even more important to be able to learn how to regulate at that point because when you are exerting yourself physically your breath starts to constrict and so to learn how to 
calm yourself in those really tough moments, mm-hmm. like brings you up to the next level and pushes you through that discomfort. Mm-hmm. I know that's something you get into in the podcast a lot is like the growth mindset and, and getting uncomfortable to, to push the limits and, and move into the next level of comfortability. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think and breath is so huge in that. Mm. I loved, I loved listening to that. I was just like, Oh yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned something about the next generation and I, it just piked something up for me. And I wanted to ask okay. you, like <laughs> if you, if you could go back in time to young self, and share something with her, or maybe it's others, you know, other, other women, other girls, her age, what would you say to them? Her? Wow. There, I mean, there's so much that I would want to say and nothing's immediately coming to mind right now, unfortunately. Um, I think, yeah, just be patient with yourself, be compassionate, but I don't like saying those blanket statements. I actually would like to give some action steps to mm-hmm. my younger self. Um, listen in more to what your inner voice is saying and don't be so concerned about what's happening around you and, mm-hmm. and what other people are doing. Yeah. That's huge. There's so yes. many young girls, young women who are being you know, given a lot of messaging from outside of themselves. And just what you just said there, I got goosebumps. I was like, yeah, imagine. I know for me, even at that age, and I know a couple of young women right now that are in similar struggles, um, you know, just to hear that, like, you can trust you, like, listen in on you. Like, yeah. And I think that's the kind of spaces that you're creating are so important for that because people Mm -hmm. need to feel like they are heard and that they're appreciated, Um, And -hmm. when they do have that space to maneuver, it it creates so much more self-trust, which I think is really vital to self-confidence, having that sense of that you can trust your actions. And even if you do make a mistake, it's more of just a redirection to to learning. (laughs) You don't have to really like relive these traumas over and over again of the mistakes you make. Mm. Yeah. Just letting that marinate there for a moment. Right. Oh, love that. Trust has been a huge piece for me around this and around food and around my body and around like even just navigating social media and like the kinds of imaging that I personally like to take in is trusting what feels good for me. Mm -hmm. Um, What's that been like for you? Because I know you're really passionate about this. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because um, that is such a huge thing for me. Like be, having a bit of a filter, a lot of a filter for what uh, information we do take in because there is so much and it's only getting more and more. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I'm interested, but also a little bit fearful to see where that's going to go. Um, because I, I do think like, especially with um, Instagram, um, the algorithms work so that you see more of what you look at. Yeah. And so it's just perpetuating these issues of things like Fitspiration or some of the celebrities that um, I don't want to pick on any, anyone, but you, but you know, what doesn't feel good for you to look at when you're actually yeah. able to, to see that. And so it isn't our power also on the same coin to decide what we want to see. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's so many beautiful things in the world. Like there's so many accounts with photos just of like mountains and exploration and like beautiful captioning um, that there is to look at. But a lot of us get stuck on especially beautiful quote unquote bodies yeah. that are like hashtag goals or mm-hmm. things like relationship goals. And you can get sucked into these tunnels that really do make you feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a huge, like, when I started releasing some of these accounts that I don't even know why I was following them in the first place, to be completely honest. Um, But when I started releasing some of these accounts from my feed, it was like, oh, yeah, wow. Like, I didn't have these same thoughts of, oh, my body should look like that. Oh, okay. That's, you know, that's, and it's subtle, right? Like, it's, it's not like we're necessarily even that thought is we're aware of it. But sometimes it's these subtle things. Like, um, you know, even for me, like I had a lot of skin issues with acne and stuff like that. And I would go on there and look at these girls with gorgeous, flawless skin and be totally like, oh, wow, this is really uncomfortable. And that that's across the board. And I love what you said. We we have the choice. And so if we're following people and looking at images that are having us compare our own way of looking, um, it's just not doesn't feel good. Right. And yeah. I love that you said releasing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. I've been really present to verbiage um, and how important it is, like how actually important it is how you word things Mm. so you don't want to be picking apart how you're speaking but I find the things that come out of our mouth are often the same way that it goes on in our head Mm -hmm. so you can be really present to people when I'm sure we've all had this experience of of people just putting themselves down constantly and you want to almost like shake them and be like no you're not stupid like stop speaking to yourself that way and I know I did that for years and years because it's a way of apologizing for who you are which also takes your power away Mm -hmm. Um, that was a little bit of an offshoot but no I love that I love that I mean it's huge and I think that especially for the younger generation when we talk about you know some of these teenage girls who are on social media and boys you know on social media who are seeing these images I love that you're you started more of this real image movement so sharing more of these unedited images like real life this is what it looks like um jam a little bit on that because I'd love to hear and I know the listeners would too about more about this project yeah, so I'm still I'm still in the midst of creating exactly what I would like to say about it. I'm going to be releasing a blog within the next month, so I'll um, I'll talk more about my website at the end. But um, yeah, it's it's just called hashtag Real Image Movement, um, and me and my girlfriend Sarah um, have just seen the need for more real images on on the web. And so creating the space to provide that and then the captioning as well with like showing what is going on in our lives in a real way. Um, yeah, I still need to to figure out how exactly I want to explain that. But I think the title pretty much um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shared. And I think just with all of the, yeah, like the airbrushing and um, editing of photos that's going on. Yeah, I love it. I I didn't actually know anything about it when I first saw that you guys were doing it. And I was like, yep, on board. Yeah, (laughs) because you just I know what you stand for. And we can hear, you know, the passion that you have for this and the desire that you have to start normalizing just all bodies, all shapes, all styles, all like it just it's all human. It's all normal. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it, it actually came out of an idea that I I was thinking about 
how best to reach. I, I volunteered for a camp last year for Looking Glass that I mentioned at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it was a group of, of girls who were, are struggling with eating disorders. And so we were with them for 24 hours a day, seven for seven days. And it really got me thinking about how best to reach out to to youth that are struggling and feel like they don't have another way to express themselves other than trying to make themselves smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really thought it would be useful to just have these images of, of people doing what they love and just being in the moment and not worrying about how their hair looked or whether they were shooting from the raw, their like bad side or <laughs> like all these things that, that we are concerned about a lot in photos. Um, and then just having that more on a larger scale of like being the only images that, that we see would be so beautiful. Mm. Just not have to worry about um, not even seeing people who are not even real. Yeah. Us, you know like there's all these apps that that edit people and and we don't even know it's wild it's wild I can't remember her name right now but there was this this model that came forward a few years back you might know who I'm talking about and she um yeah she just basically came forward and just totally just broke down the whole thing she's like it took me 150 shots to get this photo this was airbrushed this was this and like she just broke it all down and it was just all created to be beautiful in a way that you know we've been designed to think it is and it was just such a refreshing you know example of that like just behind the scenes it's this don't compare yourself to this because it's not real life yeah and like I said like there are good outlets to look at there are lots of great movements going on there are lots Mm -hmm. of people from the modeling industry who are just over it and are coming out and, and saying that this is very hurtful and so the movement is coming and if you look for it there is a lot of good resources yeah out there um I used to model as well and so that played a big role in (laughs) <laughs> in both a dark period of my life and now perspective on yeah on how I would like to move forward with with that yeah so refreshing I love that I love social media that's been coming out of my mouth a lot this week yeah. but I, <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that we have a platform like this you know I know that there's this whole idea of like oh social media is this or it's that or it's not this but like we can speak our minds we can share these messages if you want to see something different out there there is something different out there um, it just might not be as mainstream yet. And so we got to kind of yeah. look for it and seek it out. And so I love that you're bringing more of that, that, that realness, that rawness, um, and just new conversations. I so appreciate that about you. Love, love, love Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Back right back at you. <laughs> Thanks lady. Um, let's chat movement for a second, because I know that I remember when you were sharing a little bit about your experience with looking glass and stuff too, that there were different aspects that you wanted to bring in. Um, like in your recovery and in some of the movement that you were taking on, what were some of the things that you found really helped you? And just what do you want to say about movement in recovery as well for eating disorders? Yeah. So I think I like that you use the word movement as opposed to exercise or working out mm-hmm. um, because that I feel like creates a shift where it's more self-caring um, to be able to move well and treat your body well. And I like to think in an evolutionary perspective of like when, when we were, uh, let's just say cavemen because yeah. that creates the visual <laughs> in that area of, of humanity 
um, we weren't going to gyms to go lift things. Like I think about it sometimes and I'm like, that would be so weird. Like these people were actually moving to be able to build things or hunt or, and like the way the human body was supposed to be used rather than just going and like doing bicep curls at the gym for Mm -hmm. aesthetic purposes, which (laughs) yes, can have its benefits, I suppose. But um, I've really taken on in my own practice about being to move, being able to move well, and then incorporating the breath with the exercise as well, like we were talking about. So having it be almost like a meditative practice. Um, I still do like to use music along alongside that, and then just being really present to what you want to do day by day. Mm-hmm. And so I. I have been doing running and yoga over the past few weeks and took a break from strength training. And now I'm feeling inspired to get back into a little bit more strength training, but just, yeah, being really present to what your unique body likes to do because in the same token, everyone's different in that way. Yeah. Oh, I love I'm really that. passionate about that. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I felt that passion. I was like, Ooh, cool, cool, okay, cool. Let's, let's keep riffing on this for a second. Because, because I forced myself to exercise for yeah. so long. And so it's yeah. so I feel so free being able to talk about it in this way. Well, even when you said, Oh, I just took a few break, a few weeks off, you know, I'm just like not doing strength. I'm just doing some yoga and like running. I was like, wow, that sounds so like, just easy and like yummy and like you know it's just like we get to choose and that's just such a beautiful thing and exciting and fun yeah yeah like full permission I get to do whatever the hell I want to do to move my body wow and you do have permission Mm -hmm. like we you operate inside these boxes that are we don't need and it's so crazy you don't even realize you're within the box (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Yeah. It's the difference between obligation and inspiration. I've been jamming on that a lot lately. Like if you feel obligated to go to the gym, there's maybe a new conversation to dive into there because I like, I actually feel excited about going to the gym. Although I'm in a hotel right now and this morning I was in the gym and there was this picture of this, like, like she was so ripped. Okay. Like she was just so ripped and she's the picture huge, like bigger than me on the wall next to the treadmill. And I'm like, really? Like, this is not like who looks hashtag like that. Hashtag goals. Yeah, hashtag goals. <laughs> and it's cool. Like if that's if that's your figure and that's what you look like, beautiful. I don't want to shame any body type, but I just I noticed the the direction that they were trying to go there of yeah. like trying to motivate me to work out. And I just looked at the image and I was like, that's not motivating to me. Like right. And I think just being aware of that is so powerful because we just take in these images without even questioning it. Mm. So you being able to question that is is amazing. And I think the direction that is very helpful to having like creating your own version of what health is. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't see um, a photo of a fat individual by a treadmill mm. because yeah. that's not even if that person is, is totally healthy. And yes, you can be fat and healthy at yep. the same time, yep. like point blank. Mm-hmm. And that is a whole other issue that. Yeah, it's a very it's it's an interesting term, right? Yeah, like I I definitely hear you on that. And yeah, I I struggled with that myself and I don't feel like I'm really deep into this world and this conversation, but I have enough awareness about it to kind of be like, "What?" Just to question it and be like, "Why is that image there?" Like, yeah. What is that yeah. symbolizing to me? Yeah. Like, are you trying to tell me I should look like that? <laughs> like, I don't yeah. understand, right? So it's just I really I really am excited to see more and more images of women, just women, whatever their body looks like. I actually saw this beautiful commercial on Instagram the other day. Um, I won't do any brand drops here, but, and, <laughs> and it was this, this woman's body looked just like mine. And I was like, yeah, 
Yeah. I love it. I felt so like excited. And then I looked in the comments and there was like, no joke. I just saw from what I saw in like a quick scroll was at least, at least 10 people being like, wow, thanks for using a body that I can relate to. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, it's, it's happening and people are we'll becoming, connect. yeah. Yeah. And there's probably just as many comments too being like, oh, disliking it. Mm. But that's, means that people are responding and so that's not not the worst thing ever either yeah 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 it's polarizing for sure it always is yeah so I I love that I love this conversation I'm like really excited about this because it's just it's just like new right and and if we were just to get really honest about like this this has been your journey right this isn't like you just became passionate about this overnight like you healed through this you moved through this you you work yeah. through this stuff yourself. And so women who are maybe relating to that and at any point that they're at in the journey, um, what do you want them to know and leave this conversation with? Yeah. Um, connection. Um, the fact that they're not alone. Yeah. Cause I felt alone for so long. And, and also that there's a lot more out there than they may think there is in their box like challenging the way that you think is so like, I don't, I don't know how to explain this. I wanted to say fun. Like it's like experiment, right? But like, it's so scary at the same time because you Mm -hmm. feel this sense of not belonging. Like there's the chance that you could be shunned from Mm -hmm. our society, which is very scary to to think about if that's coming from another evolutionary perspective of like being shunned from the tribe you'll die Mm -hmm. um so being able to question these just like often destructive patterns that are happening in your head is like the first step I think just taking like little notes day by day of like maybe what you might not agree with um Mm. that you felt obligated to agree with before um and then also like accepting that you struggle but that that doesn't mean that you can't choose again yeah yeah so it's been a huge thing for me to notice my negative thought patterns which still are a huge thing for me because it's it was so many years of just thinking negatively and just thinking in a in a lack mindset Mm. um so to the human brain can change if I know one thing for sure in the world like people can change that's the way that our brain works it's just difficult to have that happen so Mm -hmm. whether you try and do that on your own do that on your own or try and or do find some help outside of that um yeah yeah (laughs) oh And yeah, I so agree with you on that. I mean, transformation is is available. I mean, you have two people right here in this podcast that can speak to that in their own lives, that we've, you know, retrained our brains and we've allowed ourselves to heal, you know, disruptive patterns and different things and thoughts and ways of being that weren't necessarily the most connected to who we are. And and so it's absolutely available. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that you spoke to the connection piece. That's been so huge for me too. And obviously, you know how passionate I am about that. I mean, it's, it's, it's huge. Even just to, to notice, like, if you feel connected to Kirsten right now in this conversation, like, this is the power of, like, even just having a conversation 
and going, this is what's coming up for me. This is what I'm going through at the moment. Like that in and of itself can, can change the trajectory, right? So yeah, and conversation is a great tool to realize what views you do have, because yeah. sometimes when you're in your head, you just, you can't get out of, out of the same circular mindsets, but to be able to chat with someone and just kind of free flow what you're thinking can, can help you realize what you actually do believe mm-hmm. on a base level. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I want, I just want to thank you so much, Stacey, mm-hmm. for creating these conversations and also for being such a, a light in my own life. Um, you really did help me change my life in a lot of ways. So thank you. <laughs> oh, all the feels. Yeah. Oh, lady, I just adore yeah. you. And it's such a pleasure. <laughs> I love having this conversation with you because I've gotten to witness beautiful points along this journey and just getting to see you really shine in this and your passion. Like I hear your passion to really support people and it's, it's such a gift truly. Um, so thank you for everything that you're, you're showing up in and like, please go follow her on Instagram. You post the best stuff. (laughs) Like seriously, I always love the thoughts that you share. It always has me like take a moment. And that's the kind of accounts I love to follow is like people who just have me like take a moment and really look for myself. Like, Oh, Huh. Okay. I take social media really seriously. Like nice. it is yeah. my creative outlet. Yeah. I really enjoy thinking about what I post and having it be meaningful for me in that day. And then hopefully to be able to connect with what someone else is going through. And, and if I can even help one person with a post that I do really vulnerably, like that is yeah. worth it to me. Mm-hmm no matter the amount of people that may look at it and think it's weird. Like I posted asking what's your spirit animal yesterday, (laughs) like, which I would have completely judged myself for like even a year ago, but honestly, like that's what I was feeling like posting. And so I did. Um, And it was interesting to hear people's responses to it. It really like allowed another connection to be built there. So I I agree with you. I do love social media. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's so, I actually really enjoy that. <laughs> I haven't seen that post yet. I'm totally going to go comment because I've got really a few fierce. spirit animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, lady. Such an yeah. honor to get to pick your brain about this too. And I feel like I learned some really key points and just really getting to witness some of what the work that you're really stepping into even more for people. Um, who, who do you love to work with? Like who's your ideal human to walk with and support? I mean, people who are willing to question themselves, Mm. like at a base level, that's it. Like, it doesn't matter demographic, like what you like to do. Like if you're willing to step into that uncomfortability with me and really like get real and get authentic and like, like explore and just kind of like jam on what life is all about um, and, and be willing to like I said, like get uncomfortable and, and that you're not at the place you want to be and, and you'd like mm-hmm. to move forward. So whether that's in life coaching or in personal training, um, yeah, being willing to try things that you haven't tried. Yeah, so good. I dig that. That's really cool. I mean, I think sometimes people have this whole idea of like hiring a coach or hiring a personal trainer to like fix ourselves or to solve some problem that we're having. But really, it's like it comes from that willingness to go there. You know, nobody needs coaching. People want coaching. You know what I mean? And I love that you're coming from that view of like, if you're willing to get uncomfortable and take a look at these things and, and really feel into something that might even feel even better for you. 
you know? It's so cool. Yeah. And have holding space for yourself to not need to be fixed. Like you said, mm-hmm. yeah. you are what you are, show up as you are, do what you can. And you can feel good about that. Yeah. Show and- up. Yeah. Yeah. And we're always moving forward. We, we, for a moment before we jumped on here, I was sharing that I heard a podcast that I was on a few weeks ago and it's like, we're always, we're always growing. So it's like, even what I said three weeks ago, I was like, oh, wow, interesting. I don't necessarily feel entirely like that anymore, but that's cool. Like we're yeah. always growing and evolving. And so it's not a destination. It's, yeah. it is really the journey. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So good. So we're going to put the links to all of your goodness we always love to end the show with a simple fill in the blank sentence. Um, but before we do that, was there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted me to, or wish that I had? No, I feel really complete. Um, I love that conversation. I feel lit up and I hope the listeners will, will as well. And feel free to reach out to me at any time. It's vibrant me underscore on Instagram. Cool. And my website is www vibrantme.org love it what can we expect to see more of from you this year what are you excited about creating um (laughs) I'm not sure yet to be honest cool you know I don't know I'm gonna I'm letting it I had a lot of growth last year and Mm -hmm. so for now just connecting with more people yeah yeah create like creating conversations, talking, um, learning new things, growing all of these, all of these things we chatted about. So, yeah. Yeah. I really want to acknowledge you lady, your endless willingness to get uncomfortable and to lean in. Your curiosity is so refreshing. I absolutely love that about you. Um, (laughs) we're going to put the, the links and everything for Kirsten in the show notes as well. And, uh, you ready for the fill in the blank? I am ready. If you truly want to improve your life, fill in the blank. Breathe. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, take a deep breath right now, ladies. No, I think that's, yeah. Riff on it if there was anything else in there, but I was yeah, like. Yeah, I don't know if yes. you all noticed, but a lot of the amazing questions that Stacey asked, I had to just take a second and breathe before I answered because mm. I'll get caught up in what I'm supposed to say or what I quote unquote should say rather than what's coming through me. Mm. So I think, yeah, take a second and breathe. Yeah. So good. Taking the moment, right? Yeah. One step at a time. One step at a time. All right, lady. And ladies, reach out to Kirsten, get connected with her. Oh, I'm losing my voice right at the end. That's a good thing. (laughs) Um, Reach out to her and get connected. And I'm just so thankful for everything that you're doing, Kirsten, truly. And I'm so excited to see more of it in the world. So thanks for coming on the show. This is so fun to have you on. Thank you for having me, Stacey. I really love this. Yeah, so good. All right, ladies, thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk to you in the next one. 